You're listening to the Sphere Now ESG podcast on Spark, Sphere's safety, sustainability, and productivity thought leadership website. Sphere is the leading provider of ESG performance and risk management software, data, and consulting services. Now, let's get started. Welcome to the Sphere Now ESG podcast, a program focused on safety, sustainability, and productivity topics. I'm Alex Stutt, one of Sphere's product marketers with a focus on operational risk management. Today's The Future of ESG Risk Management podcast is called The Toolbox Talk. I'm joined today by our usual speaker, Andy Bartlett. For anyone new to this podcast, Andy is a UK-based solution engineer with over 40 years of HSC experience. And today's special guest is Al Moraldi, a Chicago-based solution executive with a deep understanding of process safety and risk management. She's been with Sphera for nearly four years and specializes in risk assessments and hazards management. Thank you both for joining the podcast. Excited to be here, Alex. Yeah, it's great to be here again, Alex, with a new partner. (laughs) Wonderful. So let's begin today's episode with you, Andy. As I previously mentioned, today's episode is called the Toolbox Talk. Explain to everyone what is that and why is a Toolbox Talk necessary before any work is ever performed? Okay, Alex. According to worldwide statistics, every year, a huge number of workers are killed in workplace accidents, which could have been prevented. Additionally, accidents that didn't result in a fatality ranging from a scratch to an amputation and everywhere in between accounts for tens of thousands of reported accidents. The toolbox talk is just one method of accident prevention. When performing work in hazardous facilities, a permit to work is required. This is not seen by all of the crew performing the work. So a means of commuting hazards and controls to the work crew is required. So shorter than a safety induction meeting, the toolbox talk has become an essential tool in workplace safety. Instead of in a conference room, these talks are most commonly held on the actual job site, right next to the job, right before the start of the work. Whether you want to call it a toolbox talk, a hard hat chat, a health and safety brief, a safety talk, or a safety meeting, the discussion allows the work crew to give feedback and raise concerns which must be addressed and are documented on the toolbox talk form. All attendees sign the form to acknowledge understanding before work is started. And a pre-work checklist should be performed by the job supervisor, consistent of 12 to 20 questions with three examples here. Have all today's task steps been discussed and agreed? Have all responsible individuals been identified for each step? And have affected work parties been contracted and briefed? Very helpful. Appreciate the explanation. Now, Al, I noticed Andy specifically mentioned the work crew. What about the production staff? Do they also need a toolbox talk? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Most facilities have a program which is used to communicate safety concerns to the production staff. Most facilities have three or four shifts, right? So they need to run through it with each shift and again, document it for auditing purposes with anybody who's missing, you know, due to vacation, medical leave required. I mean, everybody is required to catch up on missed talks upon return. These sessions are typically covered, um, typically cover lessons learned from incidents in their own facility or other locations. Good to know. Now, Andy, where does the toolbox talk fit into a company's ESG and process safety program? Well, operational ESG, which contains the following mantras, operate safely by letting everyone involved in the job know the hazard risk and mitigation controls involved, operate efficiently by being able to discuss the whole job with all the workforce involved, 
encouraging them to do the work the right way and give them the opportunity to ask questions and operate sustainably by increasing productivity and being proactive in reducing incidents and accidents. OSHA and the CCPS's process safety program have elements that discuss communications of safe work practices, workforce involvement, employee participation, and understanding the hazards and risks involved in performing work. This can be achieved in the real world at the front line by holding a toolbox talk. This gets its name from the safety meeting held to discuss the work to be performed, who does what, and explaining hazards and controls in place. For many workers, it might be the first time at that particular site. It might be the first time performing that assigned task. Communication's a two-way street. A chance to ask questions to clarify expectations is essential. For the workforce involved is a must. These are people who frequently perform hazardous tasks and will have some suggestions on how to make that work safer. Got it. Okay, so I see the link. Now, after the toolbox talk is done, Al, what should we be looking for? Yeah, well, during the toolbox talk, you've got to stress that while performing the work, you know, they might not go as planned and hazards might need to be reevaluated. You always have to encourage the team to identify potential or emerging problems related to the condition of the plant and the equipment, and then report equipment and plant in poor condition to the higher ups above. I would say good communication is probably the most essential thing for health and safety management on work sites. It's vitally important that contractors, managers, you know, supervisors, whoever engage and consult with workers. It's it's one of the most effective ways to identify hazards and control the risks. I mean, if you think about it, workers are more willing to participate effectively when they're consulted. You know, when they have confidence in their managers and supervisors, when they know their ideas and concerns will be listened to and, if required, acted upon. And if they have sufficient knowledge to recognize when something is not safe or could be harmful to their health. And then they feel empowered to report it. That makes sense. Thanks, Al. Now, so Andy, in your career, have you had personal experiences where a toolbox talk maybe was not performed and as a result, an incident occurred? Yes, Alex. Unfortunately, I had to investigate an incident where two workers were badly burned. And one of the findings was that no toolbox talk had been performed. The workers went to the wrong location, opened a flange on a fuel gas line on a furnace and service. The released gas ignited and burnt both workers. An example of what we've been talking about there with Al there, you know, miscommunication between workers, lack of clear verbal instructions, no two-way instructions, no repeat back. All correctable, in my opinion, by using a toolbox talk. Wow, that's a, that's a tragic story, but I appreciate you sharing that, Andy. Now, Al, what about you? Do you know of any incidents where perhaps poor toolbox talk practices were a contributing factor to something horrible or, or bad happening? Yeah, I mean, I, I know I mentioned it before, but there's a CSB report titled uh, Key Lessons for Preventing Inadvertent Mixing During Chemical Unloading of Operations and Chemical Reaction and Release. In Atchison, Kansas, there was a processing, an MGPI Processing Inc. So there was an incident back in 2016, so seven years ago, that sent over 140 people sought medical attention. Six people were hospitalized, and unfortunately, toolbox practices are mentioned as one of the areas in the failure. Well, that's horrible, but thank you again for sharing that. So Andy, let me ask you this. You know, obviously we've identified what toolbox talks are, the importance of them. 
how can technology help improve the process? Well, Alex, with technology available today, you can link the toolbox talk to the job safety analysis or risk assessment. This can be done on a mobile device so that you can actually have in front of you when you're talking to the workers, you know, what the uh, risk assessment looks like. This allows a focus on the hazards and controls identified in the risk assessment, the task the workers are about to start. Any additions or lessons learned when added to the job pack will alert workers on the next instance of the job that communication between the involved workers is key. Communication, always key. So again, now that I have a full understanding of, of the subject matter, uh, let me ask Al, I'm gonna ask you a very direct question. Does OSHA require toolbox talks? You know, th there are no hard or fast rules about whether or not toolbox talks are required, you know, particularly under OSHA. However, to reference them specifically in 1926.21b, the standard for safety training and education, OSHA states, employers shall instruct each employee in recognition and avoidance of unsafe conditions and the regulations applicable to his or her work to control or eliminate any hazards or other exposure that can result in illness or injury. And then if you go to the other side of the pond and you look at hsc.gov.uk, they don't require them, but they do have a web page with resources to help prepare toolbox talks. And that, the same thing goes in Australia. Got it. Well, requirement or not by law, I think we can all agree on the importance of these toolbox talks. Uh, kind of with that, Andy, do you have anything that you'd like to conclude with on the, on the subject? Yeah, I'd just like to restate what we've been talking about is that toolbox talks are a very important communication tool in our safety toolbox. On some sites, you will need an interpreter. I've worked on sites where there was no common language and three interpreters were required. So that's another addition that you need to make sure that the interpreters really understand the process as well. Yeah, that's a really good point. Want to make sure nothing is lost in translation. Al, what about you? Any final thoughts? Yeah, I would say, in my opinion, the real connection between ESG and PSM has always existed just under different names. We've always wanted to operate safely, efficiently, and sustainably. The problem is, historically, it's it's been difficult to do because the technology to support these initiatives didn't exist at scale. So really, by having a system that can aggregate all of those silos data, and then standardize them, help businesses mitigate risk proactively. Through that, we can really effectively achieve these goals. And, and equally important, this performance can be reported on in an audible and trackable way for corporate executives to effectively manage or measure performance improvements over time, which, as we all know, is, is something that's being consistently asked for across the board now. Well said, Al. Thank you both, Andy and Al. This has been tremendously helpful. Greatly appreciate your insights on this important subject matter. And we appreciate, of course, the listener for joining us on another Sphere Now ESG podcast. We hope you as well found it informative. Until next time, I'm Alex Dutt. Thank you for listening to the Sphere Now ESG podcast on Spark. We hope you enjoyed the show. Want more safety, sustainability, and productivity related blogs and podcasts? Subscribe to Spark today. Visit sphere.com backslash spark and let's spark a conversation.